Her question is, she read once a term called Guru Tattva. What does that mean? Tattva means the essence. Tattva means the root element. So, there are other terms that are used frequently, like Shiv Tattva, Brahma Tattva, Atma Tattva. In that essence, in that context, there is Guru Tattva. When you understand Brahma, you understand Brahma Tattva. Even Krishna said, that person understands my Tattva. So Tattva is when you strip something of all the layers and you see something in its purest essence. So Guru Tattva basically means that there is a Guru inside you. The element, the essence of Guru is within you. When you realize that Guru, then you have experienced or understood Guru Tattva. That Guru is not to be found in, in robes or human bodies. That's just one of the steps. Eventually, when you realize that there is the inner voice in you, which guides you, that becomes your Guru Tattva, or that is actually Guru Tattva. To know that there is a Guru within you, who is ever eager, capable, and willing to guide you. If you take somebody, a human being, as your guru, somebody in a human form as your guru, that guru is not always available to answer your queries. In fact, that guru is almost never available to answer your queries. So what do you do in that case? Your first course of action is to go back to the teachings of the person you subscribe to. If your question is still unanswered, then if you share that bond with that Guru, you would maybe release a thought in the universe and you will be guided. But if that's not the case, or maybe even, maybe you're more advanced, which means you don't need a Guru, which means you're past that stage where you need somebody to handhold you, which means now you can rely on your inner guidance. And that really is a beautiful state to be in. If somebody attains that state, I would be most happy. Somebody says, I'm done with you, I'll be most happy. Because you know why? In all other traditional forms of teaching, there comes a time when the student graduates. We say, okay, you've done your bachelor's degree now, off you go, go to the real world and do some work. You've done your master's degree, you're ready to go and work. But Somehow, in this field, due to whatever circumstances or, or, or traditions or culture, whatever, two things have happened. 5% of gurus have really manipulated their disciples in such a, a manner that that has become the norm. A guru wants to cling 
to his or her disciples making them feel that you are never ready you won't ever be good enough you will never become a guru yourself and so on and so forth and two that it could possibly take lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes this is not good for individual growth for the growth of, of disciple for the welfare of this world so Guru Tattva is to realize that I'm done. That I can now walk past my own problems and look at the bigger picture and help other people. And myself too in the process. So that is realization of the Guru inside you. Which is the view Vedas would take. Which is a Vedantic view not a devotional view. In devotion, you place your Guru at an altar or your Isht, where you say, I'm just happy serving you. But if you are talking about Guru Tattva, then it's the former. I hope that answers your question. Her question is how to make a firm resolve so you don't deviate or how to remind yourself constantly. If you have plenty of willpower, then you can just look at the end goal, where realization of that resolve will take you. If that's not there, then you can make your resolve public. Never make the outcome public you're aiming for. Make your resolve public. Tell some people you have promised to go to the gym, let's say, you, you want to be fitter, go to the gym every day or five days a week, you make it public. And then have those people check on you. Or you might say, I will, for example, preach to that group every day or I'll do something, I'll inform you that if I missed or if I go and so forth. Third is you could uh, have a penalty of something that you really value, that always works. So let's say you make 50,000 rupees in a month, you hand your 50,000 to somebody, I've promised I'll go to gym five times a week. The day I don't go, you take away 1,000 or 2,000 or 5,000, something. Some substantial penalty that will make you do what you've set out to do. And sometimes simple reminders are needed. Uh, there is also another thing in psychology that might benefit you. It's called the five second rule. When you have to do something, count one, two, like one tick, two tick, three tick. Before you count five, start doing it. If you give yourself any more than five seconds, your conscious mind will come into play, start calculating, will make you lazy, will make you say, oh, I'll maybe do it tomorrow. If you have to jump out of your bed, you say one, two, three, just jump. It's like, don't don't say okay in five minutes you've had it you're not gonna get out in five minutes then. so do these simple things and don't be too hard on yourself make short-term resolve that are easier and that are somewhat within your reach nothing motivates like success if you have short-term resolves you will gain the motivation to carry out bigger ones 
So when I went to the Himalayas, it's not like I just woke up one day and said, from tomorrow on, I'm sitting 22 hours a day. I slogged for 20 years before then. And in many little mini solitudes of 30 days, 40 days, 20 days, 15 days, 10 days, one week, before I embarked on the big one. Because when I went there for the bigger one, my mind was completely prepared. Uh, it knew what to expect. It knew how to cope with its own chattering. It knew how to calm itself down. It knew how I'm going to persist with my meditation. It knew almost everything it needed to know. I didn't have to scour for information or, or go elsewhere. Once I decided, okay, done, I'm moving on. I'm going on with my sadhana. So you have to prepare yourself by first fulfilling smaller, shorter, easier resolves or resolutions and then you move on to the bigger ones. That's how it works.